From Blackfoot to Teton, we've got your District 6 breakdown right here on the East Idaho PrepCast with Lance Taylor. That's right. It is another edition of the East Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com, where we're breaking out everything in Districts 5 and 6 in the state of Idaho each and every week. My name is Brandon Bainey, and joining us today uh, on the road, because he's uh, he's a real go-getter and a guy that's uh, always on the go, Hey, it's Lance Taylor. Lance, what's going on? Not a lot. Just north of Las Vegas. Awesome. Uh, way back from Phoenix. But so oh. everybody knows I'm driving safely. This is on speaker. And as you can see, Lance's eyes are on the road. So he's not uh, right. looking down at his phone. So if you're watching the video of this on IdahoSports.com, uh, yeah, you're going to see Lance uh, driving through the desert, which is kind of fun. Uh, audio, right. you probably you won't be able to notice. So you say you were in Phoenix, but we all know you were really in Vegas. Well, that's right. You know, I mean, got to make ends meet somehow. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Blackjack tables were calling my name. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. You know, you were in Phoenix for some work, and now you're driving back to the great state of Idaho. Uh, I to- am. To do some, uh, are you, you got any basketball on the schedule this week, Lance? Uh, I've got to do PA for a game. Um, I don't have another Idaho sports game till next week because uh, the North Fremont one got canceled yeah. uh, or got postponed because of Firth being sick. Yes, there's been a ton of games getting wiped out here. Uh, we talked last week, Mackie had to uh, move some game or games around, Showban. Uh, canceled their games this week. I, I thought we were over this, Lance, yeah. but unfortunately, I, I think until we get to March, this is kind of how it's going to be. Yeah, and you just hope that district. You hope that district play isn't affected too badly. At least district tournament time, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what we're hoping for for sure. Yeah, I think last year only one team actually had to forfeit a game at districts because of. COVID and I, I, nope. so it was one of the smaller schools over in district three North star charter or, or somebody like that had to forfeit. Gotcha. Again. But otherwise we went through relatively unscathed and all the state tournaments went off at a hitch. So um, it, it was pretty fun. Let's, let's just dive right into it. Uh, talking hoops here, the, the big storylines and we'll just kind of start boys basketball, then go to girls and we'll work our way down five, eight through, through one, a, not much has changed in in 5A, the High Country Conference, right? Madison is still the lead horse, 10 and 3 overall, 4 and 0 in the conference. Rigby is 10 and 4 overall, 2 and 1 in league. They lost that close game to Madison yeah. uh, last week, 56-52. They will rematch next Wednesday, the 26th. So, yeah. when we're recording next week, Lance, we'll be able to break down that rematch. Yeah, we will. And that that should be very good. In fact, uh, you know, Madison, to me, was the biggest question uh, with the 5A going into this year. Uh, and, boy, have they stepped up and answered those those questions. Uh, Coach Humphrey's doing a great job with that group. They've got a lot of young players, too. Uh, boy, they went over and laid it down to Idaho Falls. Um, they're just that, – that Madison team is good. They're, they're a tough – they are a tough defensive assignment. they got a lot of people that can score. Yeah, uh, with a new head coach, but the program is still excellent. And so, yeah, they haven't missed a beat at all. And and Rigby, we've talked about uh, better than I had anticipated coming in because they lost a lot to graduation as well. So it'll be a lot of fun to watch those two duke it out. 
And in terms of um, representation, District 5 and 6, the High Country Conference, will get two teams to state this year. So you figure at this point, you know, Madison and Rigby look pretty solid there. I think there's a clear line between those two and the other three teams. Yeah, yeah, there's a drop-off when you get after. I think, uh, you know, Thunder Ridge is what everybody thought they would be this year. Uh, you know, uh, having lost Lawyer Driggs, uh, some other good players as well. Uh, they, they were just – they were a very, very good team last year. Godfrey was lost off that team as well uh, for this year through graduation. That, that was a team I think everybody knew was going to be down. Um, I, I don't think everybody knew for sure how Idaho Falls was going to look. Obviously, they've struggled. Uh, Highland um, – you know, Highland's had some decent outings this year. But again, there there is a drop off when you get uh, you know past Madison and Rigby. Definitely, a lot of the drama is coming at the four A ranks this week. So let's let's jump down to four A, where uh, I've I've actually been on the call for a couple of four A games. Lance, uh, Tuesday night I was in Preston for that big Pocatello Preston showdown. Yeah, and you know Pocatello got behind early and like couldn't hit anything. Could couldn't hit water if they fell off the boat. And I thought, oh boy, here we go again. They're, they're, you know, we're we're looking at maybe a blowout, um, but they they held firm and came back and and got a win at Preston, which doesn't happen very often. In fact, Preston now has lost back to back games at home to yeah, Hill Preston. at home. Yeah, yeah close and, ones. Yes, very close. Pocatello wins seventy one to sixty seven. Uh, in the second half, Julian Bowie and Ryan Payne kind of took over the game, and again, Preston for the second game in a row, didn't press as much as, as I'm used to seeing them press. And so I'm wondering if part of that is Coach Tyler Jones holding things back, knowing he's got to play these guys a couple more times this year. He kind of did the same thing with Hillcrest. Yeah, well, could be. But but I think, too, as you look at it, there's I mean, you're playing different personnel, too. I mean, you've got to press if you have the personnel to be able to press because, you, you know, it's got to be effective. If not, you just – you know, teams will will run essentially a press offense on you, and they'll just abuse you for pressing them. And so, uh, you know, some teams you can do it with, some teams you can't, and you have to adjust. And you know, when you look at Hillcrest and Pocatello, both Hillcrest and Pocatello have some pretty significant speed on their teams, uh, which make them a little difficult to press. So I, you know, I that that could play a role in it as well. You know, anyway, you know, obviously Preston is a is a pressing team. Uh, but again, the chips have to be in place to be able to do that game in, game out. Yeah, and Brecker Knapp was unusually quiet for Preston in that loss. I don't expect that uh, moving forward in, in the rematch. Speaking of rematches, big game. We're recording this Thursday morning. Big game tonight, Thursday night. Preston travels to Ammon to play Hillcrest in a rematch of that double overtime game from last week. How do you think the rematch goes? Uh, boy, it should be good. And in fact, I got a call from my son last night. He said, Hey, are you going to be back in town? And I'm hoping to hit Idaho falls right about that time this evening. Uh, so I'm planning on stopping in and seeing that game. Uh, of course, Isaac Davis has been a, uh, you know, great friend of, of my son's since they were just small kids. And, and, uh, so, you know, when they have off nights, no matter who it is, the other tries to go and, and watch the other play if it's feasible. And, and so, so we're going to stop in. I mean, I, I think you've just got this powerhouse in Hillcrest that can hurt you inside and outside. They can hurt you with speed. They're just such a good team. And then, you know, you put that up against, you know, a team that if you went athlete for athlete, 
Uh, Preston's uh, not as good a basketball uh, talent overall, but one of the, if not the best coach team in the state. And uh, Tyler Jones just always has has his team ready. And, uh, you know, he's just a lot like his father was and a lot like Justice. They just be able to coach to the level they have and repetitive no matter what. Yep, for sure. Lance, you had a bit of a rough patch there with your cell phone. So we, But we got the gist. Uh, Coach Jones, oh. uh, his teams always get better at the end of the year, just like his brother Justin at Rigby and his father Terry, yeah, who was yeah. so great at back in the day. This is a big stretch for Preston. They are on the road yeah. at Hillcrest, at Century, at Pocatello, at Highland. Four games in a row that could kind of make or break things for Preston. So we'll see how that goes. Century, meanwhile, continues to play well. They blew out Twin Falls by nearly 30 points on Tuesday night. I mean, this league is crazy. Century 12 and 3, Pocatello 11 and 2, Preston 11 and 3. Again, only one of those teams is going to get to go to state. All three of those teams are better than everybody in District 6 outside of Hillcrest. And I, I have no problem saying that. And the fans in district six are probably going to hate me for that, but that's just the reality. And it's, it's not fair that. Right. Well, and, and I think, I mean, you take four, a, the rest of the state, I think if you put any of those three teams into any four, a district with the exception of district six, they are probably the only team in that district. Yes. Uh, you know, District Six, you have Hillcrest, but yeah, you put them, you put them against any other group, and, and I think they're the top team now. Uh, that's not to disrespect Jerome. Jerome's obviously having a good season. I don't, uh, you know, give any disrespect to them, but I just think that that uh, Pocatello, Preston, and Century are that good. Now I know Jerome did beat Preston earlier this year. Uh, uh, I think if they rematched, it would be a different outcome. Yeah, I mean, I mean, very, you can make, uh, right. I think you can make the the argument that the the four best teams or four of the top five Middleton's very good. Obviously, four of the top five come from East Idaho. So, yeah. Uh, the other big game we've got tonight on IdahoSports.com is a District Six boys matchup. Blackfoot will travel to Shelley to play the Russets. I'll be on the call for that game tonight from Shelley. Blackfoot is a team, uh, they're 1-0 in conference, which is what counts, but they're 6-7 overall. And they come into this game on a three-game losing streak. They've lost to Madison, Century, and Rigby. No shame in that, but uh, for Shelley, they've kind of had a nice renaissance this year. Uh, Shelley has come back and and with a record of 8-6, and 2-1 and one in conference, and, and the winner of this game uh, kind of takes command of that second position in the conference. Yeah, they do, and and uh, you know, for for as good as uh, Shelley started out, they've struggled as of late. They got mercy ruled by Sugar Salem. They lost to uh, Teton. Uh, they they got uh, you know blown out pretty good by Hillcrest, and, and and I just think that I think these two teams tonight are both looking at it and saying we need this win, not only for district purposes but for emotional purposes. You know, you got Blackfoot coming off that uh, pretty big blowout loss to Rigby. Uh, as well, and obviously Rigby's a 5A compared to a 4A, but nonetheless, it's your mindset of coming in and out. When you're on the floor, you don't care if they're 5A, 4A, 3A, 2A, 1A. It doesn't matter. It's just a ball game. And uh, and, and you leave with a certain feeling no matter what. And I think, uh, 
I think Blackfoot desperately wants a win. Obviously, Shelly did pick up a win over Bonneville, but I think uh, overall, Shelly's looking saying we got to get back on track the same way we started the season. Yeah, that win over Bonneville snapped a five-game losing streak for the Russets on Tuesday yeah. night. So, they, yeah, this this is a big, important matchup tonight uh, for both of these teams. And, again, that will be uh, live on IdahoSports.com. Myself and Sean Kane will be on the call from Shelly. Let's move to the 3A ranks. Marsh Valley is no longer the top-ranked team in the coaches' poll. They got leapfrogged by McCall Donnelly, and then McCall Donnelly went out and lost to Fruitland. So we, we, we'll probably see the Eagles back in that top spot. Um, yeah. And McCall again, lost to a Fruitland team that I just don't think is that good either. Right. So, I mean, and that was a that was a double-edged sword loss. One is you just needed the win. You've just made the number one team. And number two, it's a conference game. Right. And yeah, a bit of a head scratcher for sure. I mean, we're setting up for this collision between Marsh Valley 10 and two and snake river 13 and two. They don't play each other until February. They'll play uh, in Blackfoot February 2nd and then uh, in Aramo on February 11th. So we'll have to wait just a little bit longer. My question to you, Lance is no matter which one of these teams wins the district or wins the district tournament, the second place team, I, I mean, I feel pretty confident saying whoever doesn't win that district will easily defeat Teton, Sugar Salem, South Fremont in that playing game. Whoever emerges from District 6, what do you think? Yeah, I believe they're going to get two teams in the tournament. Uh, I believe they're going to get two teams into the tournament. Um, but, you know, we'll see how it turns out. Uh, I meant we'll see District 5 get two teams in the tournament. District 6, I believe District 5 gets two teams into the tournament. Uh, we'll see how District 6 turns out. Uh, right now it's kind of up in the air. You see that uh, times. So it'll be interesting to see. Yes, for sure. Again, we, we lost you for a little bit there, but I think I got the gist of it. Uh, District 5, going to get two teams to state. Snake River, Marsh Valley. Yeah, really yeah District 5 to get two teams to state. Yep. Doesn't really matter the order either because they're seated based on Max Preps rankings now. So uh, 2A, yeah. uh, 2A District 5, we're starting to get a little bit of clarity. West Side is now 3-0 in the conference, 9-5 and overall. Aberdeen is 2-0. At nine and six, I got to see Aberdeen play last Saturday against Rath River in a non-conference game, and I mean Aberdeen looked good. Justice Bright uh, was a force in the open floor; um, he played awesome. Uh, they also got uh, a couple of big blocks inside from uh, Seth Hall, so it, it was nice to see Aberdeen. They will play Westside Friday night in Dayton. Winner of that game assumes control of the conference. Yeah, and, and, you know, Aberdeen, Aberdeen's got quite a bit of talent there on the floor. they got a lot of athletes on the floor uh, as well. You know, you take Justice and, and you know, Justice Bright, he's, you know, he's a player that if you, uh, if you make him shoot outside, you, you know, you, you can hold him down a little bit. But you mentioned him being so good in the open floor, and he is. He is good getting up and down. He's, he's fast. He's a great athlete. Beck is a very good player on the interior as well. Uh, Aberdeen could step up and be a spoiler for sure, but uh, that's a, that's going to be a big game on the docket, them and Westside. Yeah, for sure. Um, that's going to be a fantastic matchup Friday night. 
Uh, Bear Lake did play West Side last night, Wednesday night, and pretty one sided, 41 to 27. West Side won. So Bear Lake still in the mix, but there's some things to work on for Coach Brandon Carlson and yeah. the Bears. Um, well, and Bear Lake, even as bad as they started the season, at least as far as their record goes, as bad as they started the season, I had Bear Lake picked to win this conference. And I'm having to take a bit of a harder look at that uh, because they just uh, they haven't stepped up as like I thought they would. You know, I mean, they played some tough, tough games. Uh, they played, uh, you know, Sugar a couple close games. Uh, uh, Should have beat North Fremont the first time they played. They led. Uh, you know, big chunk of that game, North Fremont came back and then ended up winning, uh, beating them. I believe that was an overtime game. I could be wrong. But, um, but yeah, Bear Lake, you know, I figured, hey, they've been really well tested. But but I just don't uh, see them right now stepping up like I thought they would. Yeah, it's just such a grind for them to score offensively. They're averaging 39 points a game. And it's just it's yeah. hard for them to manufacture that offense sometimes. Yeah. Uh, I will say winning this district is is crucial, winning this district tournament, because the second-place team from District 5 will have to play the third-place team from District 3 in a state play-in game. And between Ambrose, Melba, and Nampa Christian, I think all three of those teams right now are better than anybody from District 5. So it's going to be absolutely critical that uh, Westside, Aberdeen, Bear Lake, whoever, wins districts and assures themselves a spot at state. Yeah. Well, and, yeah. and, you know, you take, you know, Ambrose and Melba. I mean, they're, they're right up there as two of those top teams in the state, in my opinion. Uh, they're both very, very good. And uh, to be honest with you, looking at it right now, I think that third place team out of that conference probably ends up going in. Yeah. Because Nampa Christian just beat Ambrose and they're, they're the third team currently. So yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yep, I, I, I agree with you there, Lance. Uh, District 6, the Nuclear Conference. Uh, North Fremont is good. What else is new? 11-1 and uh, overall, 2-0 and in the conference. What do we make of this Ryrie team? They came in with a lot of buzz. Uh, a, a lot of the coaches in their preseason uh, ballots for our, for our preseason coaches poll said, watch out for Ryrie. They've got some guys. Chris Kern, uh, the 6'2 senior, has been phenomenal. Uh, and Landon Johnson has also been spectacular for Ryrie this year. What do we make of them? They 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 come in with an eleven and three record. They're two and one in the conference. I think with Ryrie, the key is consistency. You're going to have to stay consistent in the way you play every single night. Uh, I think North is the team to beat there, uh, but you know Firth is good enough to step up and and knock anybody off in that conference. Ryrie's good enough to step up and knock anybody off in that conference. But but I I believe, personally, that Ryrie is the second-best team in that conference. I believe yeah. they are. Uh, I think they I think they've proven it. Uh, you know, they've beat some bigger opponents. They've, they've uh, you know, they've been tough throughout the year. But they're going to have to have consistency in the way that they play, which is one thing that really benefits – uh, North Fremont, the way they play ball, they are consistent. They know who they are, and even more importantly, they know who they are not. And and I think they know that. I think they have a better grasp on that than any team in the conference. But I think if Ryrie figures uh, steps up and can figure out who they are and who they are not to that same level, Ryrie could very well win the conference. Yeah, I mean, I mean it, I, I, I'm not picking them to win it. I'm just saying they could. Right. I mean, this is how close it was. They they played North Fremont in December, lost by two, 55-53. They
They just beat Firth last Saturday night, 55-49. It's all yep. three of those teams. Like I like you said, Lance, I think they're all capable of beating each other. They'll play Firth. Ryrie will play Firth on February 2nd, and then they conclude their regular season at home against North Fremont on February 11th. What a game that'll yep. be. Yeah, and and uh, I think you have those three, and then everybody else is uh, quite a distant gap behind them. Uh, Salmon's not going to make a run at it. Uh, uh, West Jefferson is not going to make a run at it. Yep, I agree there. One A D one. Still not much to talk about. Grace ten and four. Butte County eight and three. We're we're still waiting for those two teams to play each other, and we finally get it Friday night in Arco, and then they will rematch in Grace yeah. February 4th. How do you think this game goes Friday night, Lance? I think Grace ends up taking that. I think Grace is that good. Uh, I, I like Grace. You know, I was curious to see what was going to happen with Grace and North Gym that last game. And, and obviously you're talking a D1 and a D2, but uh, but I felt all year North Gym's a very good team. And uh, Grace laid it to them. <laughs> Grace is a very good ball club. Uh, and I, I pick Grace to win this game. I think it'll be a good game, but I think Grace is that tough. Yeah, it, it'll be interesting for sure. Butte County uh, comes in on a six-game winning streak, but they've had yeah. some, some some close ones. They just beat Filer by one point last yeah. Saturday, and I, I that's a team I've seen in person, and, and that's a team that's kind of similar to like a Bear Lake. They really struggle to score the basketball. So, um, but yeah, that was they also- do. That's also a 3A versus a 1A D1. So, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yep. Uh, in the 1A D2 Rocky Mountain Conference, uh, it's still Rockland's deal, and North Gem is right there as well. Um, we're waiting for those two teams to rematch. North Gem technically in first, nine and one in the conference. Rockland a half game behind at eight and one. They're both ten and two overall. Water Springs has fallen out just a little bit, seven and three in the conference, nine and three overall. Water Springs has lost to Rockland twice and North Gem as well. So the Cowboys have the upper edge on, on Rockland right now because of that three point win in Bancroft. Um, but they will play each other on Friday, the 28th of January. So next Friday night, we will have a, a girls, boys yeah. varsity doubleheader from Rockland Friday night as Mackie comes to town uh, in terms of the boys game. Um, Rockland won't have any problems. Mackie is really struggling, but it'll be nice to, to get to see Rockland on IdahoSports.com, One of the best boys teams in the state. Yeah. Yeah, it will be, you know, and, and, uh, coach Neil's doing a great job there. I think, uh, I think Rockland right now, uh, is, uh, you know, everything that we thought they would be, they're a very good team, but I think, I think the surprise of the conference at this point has got to be uh, North gym. And I picked that as we were starting the season, uh, the North gym would be a very, very, very good team. Uh, uh, just like their football team, you know, they stepped up, they were tough, um, uh, now, whether they've got what it takes to go all the way, um, uh, you know, that's that's one thing. Uh, but but they are a very, very game and tough opponent for anybody uh, who steps up. I think, uh, uh, you know, state-wise, who knows? Uh, you know, it's not as clear-cut as your 1AD1s is where everyone's playing for the silver medal, essentially. Everyone's playing for second place because Lapway is just so good. Right. Uh, but... Um, you know, and that's not to insult any programs or any coaches or anything like that, but <laughs> Lapway is very, very, very good. Yes. Uh, in fact, 
good enough that they might, I'm not saying they are, they might be the best team in the state at any size. I say, I think it's fair to say they are a top five. Yeah. I, if, I, if, I, we, if we did every team in the state at any Scott size. Yes, I, I agree with that. Uh, yeah, 182 appears to be wide open. Um, so Rockland, uh, you know, their coach, Shay Neal, shared a clip with us, and we put it out on social media yesterday. Uh, they, they went up to Dubois on Tuesday night and, and beat Clark County. Um, the Matthews brothers threw an alley-oop to each other. I can't remember if it was West throwing it up to Teague or Teague throwing it up to West, but they, I mean, they got it on a fast break. One Matthews alley-ooped it to the other and, and the two-handed slam. It was really awesome to watch. You can see that on all of the IdahoSports.com social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It was well, and if I'm, if I'm thinking right, didn't they hold Clark County to 11 points? Uh, yes. So, and the girls game was even more lopsided. The girls won 61 to one. That's hard. I mean, that's hard. I, I I'm excited that Clark County still has enough athletes to have separate boys and girls teams because only two years ago they only had three girls and they they all ended up playing with the boys on the boys. Yeah. Team. So um, yeah, it's just a reality of one of the smallest schools in the entire state at Clark. Yeah, County. yeah, that's right. You know, Ledor has you know sometimes finds itself in similar situations. You know, your your one AD one schools always have plenty for basketball. You know, it's never never an issue for basketball. Uh, you know, occasionally they might struggle, you know, with enough players for football, but, but with an eight man league, you know, rarely do you see that. But when it comes to, uh, uh, to some of the uh, particular, I mean, one AD D two is small anyway. And then you, <laughs> you put on top of it, <laughs> the, the smallest of the one AD twos. And, and that's a, that's a challenge for sure. Yeah, definitely. Well, let's let's keep it with girls basketball, and uh, we'll switch over to girls basketball. Let's keep it at the one eight D two level uh, again. The the first game of that girls boys varsity doubleheader on Friday night on IdahoSports.com. Mackey at Rockland. It's going to be a fantastic matchup. Now Rockland beat Mackey the first time they played. Uh, they ended up winning by a score of forty four to twenty eight. So a little bit of distance between these teams, and and then Mackey they've been so afflicted with illness at their school, they took a second loss to Ledor um, in January, early January, 56 to 39. But that was a kind of a shorthanded Mackey team, I think. So so yeah. to me, this rematch is intriguing because I think Mackey has the players. If anybody's going to knock off Rockland, I, I think Mackey is the team that could do it. Yeah, I think Mac, Mackey certainly has the best chance to do it. I don't personally think it's going to happen. Uh, but uh, but if anybody does have a chance, you're you're correct. It would be Mackey. And I think we'll see those two teams um, advancing to state. Although, you know, North Gem is also lurking. They are nine and three in the conference, nine and seven overall. Yeah. And Danica Barfus is, is such a great player for the uh, for North Gem. So that's what's yeah. going on at the 1AD2 level in the Rocky Mountain Conference. That doubleheader will start at uh, six o'clock Friday night on IdahoSports.com. 1AD1, it's just like the boys, Butte County and Grace, kind of on that collision course. Butte County did get that big win over Grace uh, uh, last week, 54-39. to 39. And in a, in a league that only gets one bid, Butte County still undefeated on the season, 16-0. They're the top-ranked team in the Max Preps rankings. Yeah. Um, they look good. Yeah. Yep, they do. And, uh, you know, they're one of your bigger 1AD1s in the state. 
Uh, they're a good program, good team, great facility, by the way, for a, for a one, a school, their, uh, their gym is, is awesome, by the way, not that that makes or breaks a team, but it sure gives motivation to kids to come up know they're playing in a nice facility and, and, uh, you know, but, but, uh, Butte's looking good. And I, I anticipate Butte will win that conference. They do get the rematch in Arco with grace on Friday night. So, you know, we'll see if the Grizzlies can, can maybe, topple the the pirates dynasty so far this year but yeah um, that'll be a fun rematch uh they uh butte county did win the first game 54 39 so we'll see yeah. what happens there uh two a girls as we uh move on up the ranks here uh ryrie girls still looking very strong in the nuclear conference 13 and 4 overall 5 and 0 in the league west j is second at 3 and 1 but they're 6 and 9 overall yeah. My question is: Is who who's the second best team out of this district? Well, it probably is West J. Uh, uh, I think I, I think there's a a sizable drop off after Ryrie, a sizable drop off. But I think West J is probably your second best team in the league. Okay, I only ask that because that league gets two teams to state. So that, that's right. So we 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 can kind of pencil in Ryrie, and I guess maybe we'll find out. You know, West J. Uh, plays or excuse me, Ryrie plays North Fremont on Friday. Yeah. Or excuse me, they they play they played North Fremont last Friday. North Fremont really pushed Ryrie in the two matchups. Ryrie escaped with forty five to forty two, and then thirty five to thirty four wins. So they beat North yeah. Fremont twice by a combined four points. Yeah, and and I think uh, I think Ryrie is good, but I think uh, you know North Fremont's very well coached. Uh, there's no question about it that uh, they've got a good team, but I just think when, when push comes to shove and it comes down to it all, uh, I think Ryrie is, uh, is going to really separate themselves when it comes to district tournament play. Yeah. And as we're recording this North Fremont was scheduled to play West J in girls basketball last night. Uh, we didn't get a score yet, but it's also, I've found the nuclear conference is the hardest to get scores from <laughs> at times. Um, but that also could mean that the game wasn't played uh, because of illnesses, right? Uh, yeah, I believe it could be. North Fremont canceled the boys' game this week. I don't know if that affected the girls at all or not. So, yeah. um, But either way, North Fremont and West J and Ryrie are all going to be competing for the, for the yeah. three spots to stay well, there. And I wasn't able to pull anything up on that. I'm kind of one of those sports junkies. So as I as I sit down, oftentimes lay down at night and things like that in my bed, you know, after I get done reading and things, I'll I'll go on YouTube, I'll go on other sources and try to find streams of games that were going on uh, that were in our area, you know, teams in our area. And I'll try to pull those up. And for for most every team, five A down to one A D two. Um, at least in our end of the state, uh, I have seen most all of those teams play, at least on video. Yep. Yep. I'm in the same boat. I've seen a lot of the teams uh, from districts five and six play. Two teams I saw in person, Lance, were Soda Springs and Aberdeen last Friday night. This was the big showdown in, in the Southeast Idaho Conference. And yeah. you know, I've, I've been banging that you and I have both been banging the drum for Soda Springs. Sure. Uh, time and again this year and you look and they're uh oh, they're seven and ten whatever they're good they played a gauntlet of a schedule knowing that hey we're gonna be a pretty good team this year i mean they, the game with aberdeen was never really close i mean they ended up winning 43 to 36 but that yeah that final score 
Soda Springs sat in a 2-3 zone the entire game, and Aberdeen still tried to pound the ball inside down low with, with the Watsons, um, Ellie yeah. and Emma, and it just it didn't work. They just but they never adapted. They they continued to just try and fit the the round hole into the square peg. Yeah, well, I I, I think uh, uh, I think with with Soda Springs, what you have is is you have a team, particularly defensively, with that two three that's very similar to what Sugar is at the three A level. Uh, that is just they they've got it mastered. <laughs> they've just got it mastered. I mean, Svanavelt you know, has, has been with those kids for so long. They know his system. They know how to run it. Very similar to what Carpenter does uh, at uh, Sugar Salem. I think Carpenter this year is doing it with more talent. But uh, but overall, I mean, <laughs> Soda Springs is a good team. You know, you, have, you cannot look at their record. You have to look at the schedule. I mean, you just have to look with your eyes. <laughs> just watch yeah. them play. And he's, I oh, mean, oh, they passed the eye test. No question. Yeah, and and I've got bad news for everybody. Their entire starting five is underclassmen. That's you right. Have, That's right. You have Taylor Billman uh, and Zapea Thompson are juniors. Yep. You have Kinley Osborne and Janetti Garbett, who are sophomores, and they start a freshman, Abby Gooden. Yeah, it, it, it's not unreasonable that they could win it this year. Yeah. And having said that, what does that say for next year? Right. potential year after i mean they're gonna be good for a while yeah janetti garbett uh she's got the size she's six one and a yeah. sophomore and she is a ball handler she is i mean she's smooth yeah. she uh i'm sure a few colleges have already started to inquire but her her stock's gonna rise i mean she's it, big- it certainly is i've had a chance to see them live as you have had a chance to see them live i saw them against a really good sugar salem team earlier on in the season as well and again that was a loss for for uh, Soda Springs, but that's the one when you and I did a show <laughs> after that when we were both talking about don't don't let that fool you. Uh, <laughs> soda Soda is very good. Uh, yes, for sure. And so now you've got a tie for second place in the conference. Uh, Westside and Aberdeen are both yeah. three and two in the league, and they're very similar overall. Westside's thirteen and four. Aberdeen yeah. is twelve and four. They don't play until the regular season finale. Uh, January 26th, next Wednesday. So that, that game's in Dayton, and that will be a huge one for sure. Yep. And I really don't know what to make of that game. I have seen both those teams on video uh, this year, uh, but I, I don't know what to make of that. That's a uh, If that were a Vegas game, that would be a pick em. Uh The spread would be too low. That would be a pick em game. Yes, for sure. And, and the winner of that probably gets third. And, and at districts, you know, Soda Springs, we think probably is the favorite uh, whoever takes second place, just like the boys, is going to have to play the third place team from over in District Three. We know District Three's already got two of the best teams in the state: Cole Valley yeah. Christian and Melba, and yeah. New Plymouth. New Plymouth is no slouch either. So no, no, no they're not. In fact, I, I think the second place, uh, or, or I think District Five, uh, only sends one team to state. I think that's all they get in. Yep, just like on the boys' side, it's going to be a tough yep. road to hoe for sure. Yep, yep, it is. Okay, 3A hoops. Sugar Salem continues to be the the top-ranked team in the state, 15 and 2, 3 and 0 in the conference. South Fremont and Teton have both been pretty consistently ranked in the coaches polls this year, I think based on the strengths of their schedules, right? Because Teton's 10 and 8, South Fremont's 10 and 6. My question to you Lance is what do we make of those two teams? It's hard to tell because they get overshadowed by Sugar so much. Yeah, yeah, and and all you got to do is look at Sugar's record. 
and you you can see the difference between those teams right there. I mean, Sugar, uh, the week and a half ago, uh, a game that I actually did PA for, uh, Ridgeview came in from Cache Valley out of Utah, the number one ranked 4A team in the state of Utah, 12-0. and And uh, the final score doesn't show the absolute shellacking the Sugar put on them. Uh, you know, the records have just been uh, been a lot different. I will say this. Teton, and I said this last year, Teton might have the best overall athletes on their team. I mean, if we went out on a track, they might have the best athletes, the fastest, you know, and stuff. Uh, but it, it's a team, as I watch them play, they don't have a ton of basketball players. They've got a lot of athletes, not a ton of basketball players. So their scoring has to come kind of from certain angles and certain levels. However, having said that, uh, they got down early to Sugar Salem in Sugar and, uh, and then had a great second half. Uh, I think they were within a point or two of actually winning the second half. Uh, so they're, they're a very good team. Teton is, uh, and you know, they're a team that could very well get into the state tournament. Yeah. I mean, we are, we're, we're going to find out, <laughs> we're going to find out real quick, uh, between South and Teton, who is the best because they play each other twice in the next eight days, starting tonight in Teton. That's right. That's right. Uh, look, look at this end of the season schedule for South Fremont at Teton home versus Ryrie at sugar and then home versus Teton. That's, that's yeah. a tough way to end the season. It is. It is. That's uh, that's tough. I think sugar's clearly the best in that conference. And, and I think, I think there is a, a, a bit of a difference between Teton and South. I think Teton is clearly the second team. Yeah. Okay. And so my question is then they have to win not only one state play in game, but a second as well. They will play the second place team from, district five which uh yeah. at this point um could could be either american falls or marsh valley honestly I'm, I'm not totally sold on marsh as the second best team snake river of course is is the top team in that league um do, do you think teton or south fremont get past that game well i think as long as snake river wins district five and doesn't somehow implode and end up being their second place team, which I think they would get into the state tournament easily if they did. As long as Snake River wins that, I think Teton, if they were the second place team in District Six, would go to the state tournament. Okay, and and then here's the interesting thing: then they have to play a second play-in game against the second place team from District Four, and I think that actually is an easier matchup than it whoever is. they would play from District Five. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's right. So uh, I think the key, I think what's going to determine it, obviously you have to play whoever's in front of you, but I, I think what determines it is, is uh, getting past uh, the district five team. Yeah. That's uh, just an odd quirk this year in yeah. the uh, play in games. Uh, Snake river has already beaten American falls 43 to 27. Uh, they will play American falls again on the 22nd and they haven't played Marsh Valley yet. They, they will play Marsh Valley tonight in Aramo and then they wrap up the regular season next Friday uh, in snake against Marsh Valley as well. So they're still, I mean, Marsh Valley could still, you know, cause a little chaos here. Yeah. And, 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 you know, Marsh Valley is one of those teams. I mean, I, I talked to their coach last year and I said, you know, you guys, because they're such a guard-based team, uh, they just don't have any bigs. And I just said, you guys are one big man away from being a team that could potentially compete for a state championship. I've had a chance to watch them play this year. I've watched Snake on a couple different occasions as well. Uh, but uh, this uh, the, this Marsh Valley team is good, and they can hurt you from deep. 
the place that they get hurt again is they just don't have size. Yep. For sure. Uh, 4A girls, I, I got to see Blackfoot for the first time last night. It was a game on IdahoSports.com. Blackfoot played Shelly. And man, the Broncos, 18-0, 6-0 in the conference. They are the real deal. They've got, it's not even just their top five, their starting five. You know, when they go to the bench and bring in Marley Piper, I mean, she yeah. could start for pretty much every team in the conference, I feel like. And, That's right. That's uh, right. And even Kendall and Anderson comes in and gives them a good good boost as well. They're really, their top seven players are all phenomenal. Yep, they are, for sure. And Shelly had an interesting strategy last night, and it worked for a half, Lance. They basically uh, sat back in a, in a zone and doubled Hadley Humphreys all the time and said, you guys go ahead and shoot from the outside. We're not going to get beat on the boards or underneath by Hadley Humphreys. And that led to a lot of wide-open threes for Blackfoot in the first half, and they made some, but they missed just enough to keep Shelly in it to the point where Deanna Wright, you know, nobody was even coming out to guard her. She's the other big on that Blackfoot team. And so she was was shooting deep twos um, and and hitting a lot of them. And then on the other end, Shelly decided, you know, we're going to let it fly from three and see if that can, because we're not going to take it inside against Hadley Humphreys. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And, and I think, you know, Shelly's got some talent. They're, they're, they're nowhere near right now where Blackfoot is. Uh, I get a chance actually to see Shelly's girls tomorrow night as they visit Sugar Salem. Uh, but, uh, you, you know, Shelly, I think, is probably another year away from really competing for that uh, district championship. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, they, for a half, shot it really well. Taylor Otley ended the night with six threes. Um, yep. which is uh, not a school record, but, um, you know, I think it's a new it's good night. Record. Yes. And uh, Brindley Cannon played well. You know, Shelly's two best players are a sophomore and a freshman, Brindley Cannon right. and Mia Williams. And so yep. it's it's just trying to get a little size around yep. those players to compliment. Brindley Cannon is the, the tallest player at 5'10". She's also the point yep. guard. So she, she runs the point on offense, and then she's usually guarding the five on defense. <laughs> yeah, of course. She comes from a good basketball family. She's got a twin brother that's playing on the boys team right now he splits jv varsity time i i know the parents really well her mother played at rick's college and then idaho state university and and her dad played at rick's college and then uh, college of idaho uh back when it was albertson's college as well and of course i've known seth for a long time him and i were on our lds missions together uh we served in the same mission we played a lot of ball with each other and of course uh, brinley's oldest brother mckay played at byu yeah good basketball family and yeah uh, I, I'm really impressed with Jessica Carlson, the Shelly head coach. Yeah. Uh, year one, this is year three now for her. Year one, Shelly went one and 20. Year two, yeah. they got four wins last year. They were four and 18. And this yeah. year now, they're, they're 10 and seven. I mean, it's a great yep. turnaround. Well, well, you start to see the progress. You know, people think that a lot of people think, oh, that should take place immediately. It just doesn't. It takes time. You know, you're trying to turn a mentality around. You're trying to turn, uh, you know, uh, or you're, you're trying to place talent in the right spots to where it gives you a best opportunity to win a ball game. And uh, she's doing a very good job. Cannon's also helping her coach there as well. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and so the big game in class four, a Friday night in Blackfoot skyline will play Blackfoot. The first game Blackfoot won pretty handily 62 to 38, but that was back on December 18th. I think this is yeah. a skyline team. That's finally started to gel a little bit under a great coach, Ty Keck. 
Yeah, yeah, they are. I, I I don't see the game going any different than it did last time, to be honest with you. Uh, they do have some good players. Uh, they got the Shippen sisters that are obviously, you know, very good players. But but again, I think that's a team that's a year or two away from uh, probably a year away from being a threat to potentially win the conference. Uh, uh, I, I, I see this game being 20 plus. Okay. Point victory, uh, uh, you know, you know, for Blackfoot. However, you know, uh, Skyline went over last weekend and and played a really tough first half against Sugar. You know, before Sugar took control and and kind of blew them out in the second. But um, uh, there's definitely some talent there. Uh, I just think the youth is giving them some consistency problems. Yes, and a, and a blowout doesn't necessarily indicate anything about Skyline. Just that Blackfoot's really good. That Blackfoot yeah. led by six. At halftime last yeah. night against Shelly, they ended up winning by 30. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just how good Blackfoot is. Yeah. Um, who, who that that conference will get two teams to state, Lance. Who gets that second spot? Skyline, Shelly, and Bonneville have all looked capable at times. Yeah. I, I think it's probably going to be Shelly. Or, pardon me, probably going to be Skyline. Okay. Uh, I think that's probably going to be the next best, best team. But again, those games would be pick them games between those next three, you know, between Bonneville, Shelley and Skyline. That's those are, those are going to be pick them games. And so uh, it could be any one of those. I think the thing we know is that Blackfoot's going to be there. Yes, for sure. Also in four, a Preston has already wrapped up the regular season conference title three and zero in the league, 13 and five overall. Yeah. Their last conference game is Friday against Century. Even if they lose that game, which I don't see happening, Century's zero and three, so they yeah. can't they can't finish any lower. Um, th- but the big game for Preston is coming up on Tuesday night. This is a game that we can recap next week. They will be at Burley to play the Bobcats. They played way back in the season opener, very first game of the year, November thirteenth, and Burley won by nine, forty eight to yeah. thirty nine. That should be a fantastic rematch. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it could be. The one thing about Burley is they are uh, – I mean, Burley's a good team, but they're also extremely strong with, with one player as well, and that allows you to kind of gauge defensively uh, of, of things you want to do. And I'm actually going to call the upset right now. I'm going to pick Preston to win that. Okay, I like it. Um, and then 5A, Rigby and Thunder Ridge uh, – Head and shoulders above the rest of the class, they'll yeah. get the two bids to state. They, they will. Both, yep. they, they, they both pushed Blackfoot. Uh, Blackfoot only beat Rigby 43 41, and then they escaped with a one point one win point. over Thunder Ridge. Yeah. Yeah. So. Thunder Ridge is very good. And I don't know for sure who's going to come out on top Thunder Ridge or, or Rigby, but either way, they both get to state. Yes. And the interesting thing is, is they're done playing each other this year. Yeah. Uh, Rigby well, until districts, right? Rigby and um, Thunder Ridge. Yeah. Uh, Thunder won, uh, or excuse me, Rigby won the first game, sixty-one to forty-eight. Thunder won the second, fifty-eight to fifty. Yeah. And so I don't, I don't know how they settle the tie of who gets the one seed at districts, assuming they both win out and each finish. Well, well, you look at your other opponents and see what I mean your other conference opponents and see see who end, ended there but if they both end up winning out you got the split it's a coin toss okay <laughs> so it's always been decided yep well and but and the reason we bring that up is because that bracket is a little different than other ones where the number 2 seed actually gets a first round bye and the number 1 seed will play the number 5 seed but yeah. provided the number 1 seed wins that game they then get a bye into the championship while number 2 <laughs> that's right in the semifinals 
that's right. It's, it's what they call, what you call an offset by. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, yeah. And who knows? It could be either one of those teams, but I think they both uh, end up at the state tournament. Yeah. It's, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch that unfold as we're, we're nearing the finish line for girls, basketball, boys, basketball, getting into the swing of things. And Hey, in terms of statewide coverage on idahosports.com and our game streams, uh, East Idaho is by far the area we cover the most. Uh, yeah. the schools in East Idaho love having us there. Uh, we've got several games on the schedule. I'm going to be in Shelley tonight. I'm going to be in Rockland Friday night for a couple of games. I mean, up and down East Idaho, we've got you covered. Uh, and if you yeah. want to see the full schedule of games that we're doing, just click on the game streams tab on the homepage at idahosports.com. For sure. Yeah. All right. Well, Lance, have a safe drive back. All right. You got a couple we'll more do. hours to log. Yeah. Several more. Yes. About seven or eight. So, yep. Okay. Well, thanks for joining us from the road, Lance. It was a lot of fun talking to you. Uh, you're going to, you, you're going to have to, uh, did you pack a winter jacket with you? I know it's nice and sunny and warm in Phoenix and Las Vegas, but you're coming back to like 20 degree weather. That, that's right. In fact, when I left last Saturday, Obviously, it was cold, but I, I put shorts on just to kind of bring it on a little bit, you know, and, and, uh, but I've got long pants on coming home today. So, okay. and a coat. <laughs> long pants and a coat. That That's right. Good. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in to uh, the East Idaho prep cast here on idahosports.com. For Lance Taylor, I'm Brandon Bainey. Enjoy the games this week, everybody, and we'll see you next time on idahosports.com. <laughs>